0: Hello all, welcome back to Kairos, a podcast on financial planning, where we talk about doing the right thing at the right time. This is Jayalakshmi, and I have Susitra with me today to talk briefly about retirement. Hi, Susitra.
1: Hi, Jaya. And hello to everyone who are listening
0: in. Yeah. So before we begin, I would like to share some detail on the stats that I came across online. Um so there was a study that was conducted on retirement readiness by pgim and the result says that 89 percent of respondents feel unprepared for retirement and they do not have any alternate source of income also 51 percent of the respondents had not made any financial plans for their retirement and barely one out of five indians consider inflation while planning for retirement
1: Yeah, so these numbers clearly show that most individuals are not prepared for their retirement, right?
0: Exactly. So they either depend on their family for financial support or assume that employer-provided retirement benefits such as, say, provident funds and graduate will be sufficient to meet their retirement needs. So what do you think are the challenges that are typically being faced by individuals post their retirement?
1: So with this background in place, we will now explore typical challenges faced by retirees. So to start with inflation, well, this is, this is a no-brainer, right? Anyone who has gone grocery shopping will clearly understand the effect inflation has on the purchasing power. As we speak, inflation is in the range of 5.5 to 6 percentage. This means in approximately 12 years time, your expenses will double. If we assume average human life to last, say, 85 years, and normal retirement age to be 60, then by the time someone turns 80, their monthly expenses would have grown by 2 times. As it is evident from the survey, most individuals do not factor in inflation while building their retirement corpus. The second challenge that typically retirees face are medical expenses. So hospital expenses are on the rise and this is becoming a major contributor to post-retirement expenses. Most retirees depend on their health insurance cover to take care of such expenses, but what they fail to understand is that health insurance covers only hospitalization expense and any expense incurred for doctor visit or say buying a medicine are not covered in that. Most retirees do not plan for a separate medical reserve or a corpus while planning for retirement and this becomes a challenge for them post-retirement. And the third thing is maintaining a contingency reserve. So, maintaining a reserve separately for contingencies is crucial for everyone. But it becomes more important for retirees to maintain a surplus contingency reserve. As they will not be having a recurring income stream apart from their pension income. And it becomes difficult for them to replenish the contingency reserve post retirement, right?
0: Yeah, rightly said. I think uh, financial plan definitely helps to consider factors such as inflation or medical expenses, right? So also retirees can consider maintaining separate reserve for replacing their appliance or vehicle remodeling or any travel related expenses. So thinking about these things in advance makes it easier to plan for them and it will not leave a dent in their actual retirement corpus. So, we have broadly covered lifestyle-related challenges. Can you throw some light on investment options that are available, uh, particularly for retirement planning?
1: Sure. Choosing one's investment options become very important for achieving any financial goal. Retirement being a long-term goal, needs special attention while choosing investment. Let's cover some basic options available in the market for retirement. To start with, let's cover Employees Provident Fund or EPF. This one is a major contributor to retirement corpus for salaried individuals. As most of the employers provide EPF benefit to their employees, and employers also contribute to this corpus. So, the advantage of EPF is that it provides a fixed rate of return and provides a tax benefit during both accumulation as well as withdrawal stage. Contribution from the employer also adds to the corpus, and since this gets deducted in the salary directly, there is a discipline of systematic investment. Employees also has an option to do, you know, voluntary contribution to their provident funds. So now we covered EPF, which applies only to salaried individuals, right? So what about those who are not salaried, you know, like business income or something else? So to cover them, the government has offered public provident fund or PPF. So this is also, you know, regulated by EPFO and it provides an opportunity for non-salaried individuals to build a provident fund corpus, which is focused on retirement. Though the contribution in this case is only from the individual, even PPF offers tax benefits similar to EPF. Usually, the rate of interest on PPF is lower than that of EPF and it has a lock-in period of 15 years. And the last option here is, you know, national pension scheme. This is a new scheme introduced by the government targeted towards building a retirement corpus. There are various investment options available under NPS such as equity, government debt and corporate debt. NPS does not guarantee any fixed rate of return. Instead, the rate of return depends on the type of investment that an individual opts for under the scheme. NPS gives equity exposure and since this is held for the long term, one can expect decent returns from their portfolio. But one have to keep in mind that at least 40% of the corpus have to be converted into an annuity at the time of withdrawal. Apart from the above set products which are offered by the government, Individuals can also invest in equity-related instruments and mutual funds while saving towards their retirement. One has to be careful about the asset allocation strategy they follow while planning for retirement. So, individuals has to follow a dynamic asset allocation strategy, so which is in line with their risk profile. Even during post-retirement period, a small portion of the portfolio must be allocated to equity, which will act as an inflation hedge.
0: Uh, This surely helps. I think it's important to understand the lock-in period, interest rates and tax implications before someone signs up for a particular investment, right? Also, agree with you on the importance of asset allocation, mainly in one's retirement portfolio. As you had mentioned, it has to be in line with the risk profile and managed dynamically. So, Typically a higher exposure to equity is recommended during the accumulation stage and this can be gradually reduced to smaller portion as one moves closer towards the retirement, right? So, what is the ideal way to plan for withdrawal from this corpus? There are annuity products, uh, like you mentioned, provided by insurance companies and there's also SWP options that are available in the mutual funds. So, what do you think is the right way to start with for planning uh, the withdrawals?
1: So, withdrawal pattern also has an impact on retirement corpus and how long it will sustain. So let's explore both the options, say annuity and SWP. So to start with annuity, uh, this is similar to, you know, erstwhile pension, which was provided by the employers to their retired employees. So this offers a stream of income based on the initial investment that you make. There are different types of annuities which cover, say, only the individual or along with the spouse or fixed versus variable annuity annuity adjusted for inflation. There is also an option where you can get the premium return. So one thing you have to keep in mind while choosing an annuity is that though it offers a regular stream of income, fixed annuity does not provide inflation adjusted income. And we just spoke how important it is to plan for inflation in the retirement corpus, right? So this will have an impact on your post-retirement purchasing power when you go with the fixed annuity. The second option that we can explore is Systematic Withdrawal Plan or SWP. So this lets an individual make systematic withdrawal from one mutual fund portfolio. The frequency and the value of withdrawal can be adjusted depending on the individual's requirement. This offers flexibility post-retirement as retirees can withdraw a required amount based on the existing inflation and this is not something fixed like the annuity or the pension that you regularly receive. So, one can augment their fixed income stream such as regular pension or a rental income or an annuity with a SWB to meet inflation-adjusted income.
0: Well, that was very detailed. And I think the bottom line is that it's important to have your retirement planned effectively so that you don't lose out on your peace post-retirement, right? So I believe we have covered uh, the important points on how one can start with uh, retirement planning to go about. I would like to summarize before uh, we close on this. So inflation is one important factor that needs to be uh, considered while planning your retirement corpus. And it's Definitely crucial to maintain separate reserve for, say, contingencies or medical emergencies and even for other big purchases like appliances or anything miscellaneous. Uh, It's important to follow a dynamic asset allocation strategy while planning for retirement in line with your risk capacity and also maintain some portion of equity as part of uh, post-retirement portfolio so that you get to beat inflation and you might choose to uh, uh, do an swp option to withdraw funds from the accumulated corpus and mainly have a financial plan in place because this will give a realistic picture of when you can retire and will help you track your progress right so hope this whole conversation was helpful if you enjoy listening to this episode, please share it with your friends and thank you for tuning in. See you next month.